Hello, hello, and welcome to House of Low. I'm Low, and I am on a mission to create safe spaces to help every single woman on this earth feel her power, live from her truth, find her magic, and discover a love for herself so deeply that it opens her up to love others, step into her purpose, and live life abundantly. I'm so excited you have found your way here. Thank you for joining me. Here we go. Today, I want to tell you a lot more about me. Lo. I am Lo. I am the Lo behind House of Lo. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my coffee in San Diego because it's the early morning and there's nothing I love more than the early mornings. I find it to be so peaceful and calming to be awake when no one else is. <laughs> To give you a little bit of background on who I am, let's start at the beginning, shall we? <laughs> I am from upstate New York. I'm from near Syracuse, and I grew up in a big Italian family. It's a very welcoming environment, to say the least. If you were to step into my parents' house, you would be well-fed, you would be laughing and you'd probably leave with some gifts. So <laughs> it's a blessing to meet my family. And I am very particular about who gets access to them, but they are my foundation. And I grew up very blessed to have a family like I have. From a very young age, the stories that quickly became a part of my reality, especially upon entering like kindergarten, was the too much, not enough story, the classic too much story. But in my case, it was too much in the sense of I was taller than everybody, every girl and every boy. <laughs> and I also had this low voice and I was curvier and I felt different. I, I always felt different. I also always felt really connected spiritually to God and, and very intuitive. And I didn't know what to do with that or what that meant. So that was always something that I've navigated from a young age. You know, I think a lot of us navigate the stories that we tell ourselves from when we're young, whether we tell ourselves these stories or other people tell us, or we take on these stories through different things that happen to us. And all of a sudden, what happens is they follow us our whole life and it becomes this piece of our healing, you know? So when I take myself all the way back to being that young, I never felt suppressed from my family per se, but the culture <laughs> is another story. I have always been this like rebellious person. And when I say rebellious, it really comes from a place of not being down with the status quo. I'm just not down with it. Never have been, never will be. And I always felt like I was this disruptive personality and this disruptive person, you know, that would walk into the room and in a very loving way, because that's who I am at my core, ask questions. You know, I've always been this very curious person. And even as a child, I was very curious and open to really getting to know people that were very different from me. I was drawn to people that come from different backgrounds than I do. And it's why House of Low is 
going to continue to be a community that's fueled by women of all backgrounds. And the true answer as to why is A, because that's how it should be. And that's what we all should be striving for. But also women have been fueling my journey since I was very young. I have had so many incredible women who have taught me things from a young age and who have seen me as who I really am. And each of them played this huge role in me opening myself up more and more. So throughout like middle school and high school, I've always been this very open-minded, optimistic, joyful person. And I've also always been able to have, you know, really amazing friendships. And I just know a lot of people, you know, I can talk to anybody. That's just who I am. And I really am so grateful for that gift because it's brought me into conversations and it's brought me relationships and friendships that have really shaped who I am today. I got very lost along the way. You know, high school was not a great time for me. I felt, I've always felt so much older than I really am. (laughs) And I suppose I could be an old soul maybe. (laughs) And I've heard this from spiritual teachers I've worked with. So there's that. And I also just always felt really ambitious from a young age, but not ambitious in the way of just like following, you know, the steps that were sort of told to follow in our culture, whether it's, you know, going to college and getting this nine to five, getting married, buying a house and having children. Right. But I did some of those things. So I actually was like a very average student in high school and I was not getting into colleges. Like I'll talk about a little bit later in some episodes, I'm really born to be an entrepreneur. I'm just built for it. And I remember at the time, when I was not getting into colleges, I thought maybe this is it, you know, maybe this is because I'm going to go the way of being an entrepreneur. And it was not cool to be an entrepreneur then. Now it's the coolest thing ever until you are it. (laughs) And you're like, oh boy, a lot of work to do. But I really contemplated that. And then in the 11th hour, I got into a school that is in Western New York. It's called St. Bonaventure University. And I, it's very small school and I went for it. I really blossomed in college for sure. Like I think a lot of people experience. For me, I met all my friends in college that I have to this day. I found like my first soul tribe in college, you know, shout out to all the swimmers that are my BFFs. So I really found myself in college learning that I'm just a lifelong learner. I am always going to be interested in learning new ways of being, new things, new practices, new rituals. Knowledge is something I constantly seek. And that's because I'm a seeker. For those that love astrology, like me, I'm a Sagittarius, sun, Leo rising, Pisces moon. So now you can have me all figured out. I really am very fiery. It's who I am, very passionate person. And I think along the way, I felt very misunderstood by a lot of people because I was telling myself this story that people couldn't handle my passion or handle my fire. And that's just not true because who's meant for us, who we attract that really is in line with who we are, can see us for exactly who we are and love us for that, you know? And that's been a repetitive lesson I have learned. And so, 
I'm stepping into this version of myself that is really coming back to my passion and coming back to using my voice and being bold. And I would say it's been very hard to hone that gift because I do see it as a gift now, but I didn't always. I sometimes used it as walls or to fuel that too much story, right? And so in college, I really felt was the first time I I was able to be seen by people who really wholly accepted me and celebrated me. So that's where I blossomed. And I was like, you know, a student. Then I went to grad school and I ended up studying abroad and I went to London, England, and I studied at Oxford. And that was a life-changing experience. I traveled around Europe and I'm somebody who loves to travel. It's just part of who I am. And back to constantly seeking knowledge and wanting to meet different kinds of people who come from different ways of living and backgrounds, that really opened me up. And there's still so many more places in the world that I want to go. But that was a really big turning point for me because when I got back, it was time to start working. (laughs) Up until that point, what my dream was, was to go live in New York City and do that whole life. And I did it for five years. I lived and worked in the New York City, the lovely tri-state area, Jersey, Long Island, Connecticut, and New York. And I really thought that's who I was and that's who I was going to become. And then I got there and realized that's not who I am and that's not who I am here to become. I send a lot of love to New York. It taught me grit one of my favorite words. It taught me grit and resilience and how beauty comes in all different shapes and sizes. And there's so many different ways to live. And I met and was exposed to so many incredible people, but I really ended up falling into a very toxic way of living, which is chasing status and chasing work. I mean, I just worked all the time. And I am a really hard worker. I could work all day if I have to. And the thing about that is when you're working on something that you don't feel connected to, it fizzles out quickly. And, you know, when I was in New York, I moved jobs every couple of years or even sometimes every year. And I just kept seeking right back to that. I'm a seeker, but I could not find my place. And I'll never forget. And I will tell this story live. (laughs) I'll never forget coming home to my roommate and one of my best friends, Allison, we had just moved in together and she was starting to work her first, you know, corporate job. And I remember coming home, it was 10 o'clock at night, pouring rain, snow, because, you know, it likes to do that in New York, a mix of rain and snow. Yes. And I remember it was 10 o'clock at night. I had gotten off the subway. It was the longest day of my life. And I was working for a very intense person and organization I came home, I sat down, I looked at Allison and I said, I don't want this life. I'm going to move to California. And Allison looked at me and said, I'll go with you. (laughs) That's what brought me to San Diego. There was a lot of journey in between that. But what I did learn the most during that time was when something is meant for you, when you deeply commit to a desire that you have, it will happen. Like there is nothing that can stop it. I've always felt called and drawn to California from a very young age. And it seemed impossible. Although again, 
I don't think anything's impossible. So deep down, I was like, I'll do this one day, you know, but it did. It seemed like such a pipe dream and it seemed like something that would take a lot to even do. From that day, I remember we put on the fridge, we're moving to California and we took inspired action, right? We talk about inspired action all the time. We took inspired action. We worked to get jobs. We traveled and we actually were going to go to, we were looking at LA, San Francisco, and I didn't even really know much about San Diego. Luckily, my parents' friends told me about San Diego, brought us here and the rest is history. I was like, well, this is the best place in America. I'm coming here. Like not going to LA or San Francisco. And we didn't get jobs that first year. So we decided to save enough money in the second year that we stayed in New York. And we said, no matter what happens, if we don't have a job or not, we are driving to California and we're going to make it happen. Well, the universe supports us when we deeply desire something, as I will continue to say. And about a year later that summer, Allison's company transferred her and I found an incredible job. So we did a road trip here and that also taught me a lot about myself because again, I'm I'm an adventurer, I'm a seeker, and there were a lot of bumps along the way in that road trip, but it was seriously one of the top experiences of my entire life. And I'm so grateful to my BFF that we got to do that together. Oh, it was magical. And I would do it again. But that started my California adventure, if you will. And that was five years ago now, which is insane. So when I got to California, I thought, oh, everything will just start to fall into place. No, that's not how it works. (laughs) So I got here and obviously moving here, it's a 180 from New York. There was a lot of adjustment. And also I was kicking off the biggest transformation of my life, which now I only can see in hindsight, right? Because hindsight is 2020. And literally, I think the year 2020 is also hindsight, but I was kicking off a transformation like no other. And one that I had no idea what was coming and what was going to unfold in the five years that were ahead of me. But oh, they did. They unfolded. What I can say is, first, I am someone who is addicted to personal development. And it's really not in a toxic way. It's in a very self-lovey kind of way. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us are our toughest critic, and I am no exception. Throughout this process and this huge transformation I've gone through, which I'll talk about in a second, And I've come kind of full circle in a way to this place of, okay, Lauren, this isn't about changing yourself. This is about further uncovering the layers that have come on you over the years through different experiences and ripping those layers off to become who you're destined to become. And really it's coming full circle to who I've always been. And now it's stepping into not being afraid to be who I actually am. So to take you a little behind the scenes, and we'll talk a lot more about my transformational journey, but to take you a little bit behind the scenes, I completely transformed my body, mind, and soul. And throughout this process, which happened to be my Saturn return, again, for people that know astrology, but the period between 28 and 32 is incredibly transformational for everybody, whether you believe in it or not, there's an undercurrent of 
huge shifts that come up during that time for everybody. For me, it brought up all my shadow and then it brought me to my light. So here we are, you know, and I really consciously chose to go deep into my darkness. I really did. And this is wounds. This is those things I talked about that I might've taken on from being in school in my childhood, limiting beliefs, which we're going to talk a lot about that are just buried in the subconscious. However, they drive every single action that we take in our daily lives and awakening to what my limiting beliefs were and how much of a critic I was on myself and how I would let people take advantage of me. It was tough. It was really tough. And it it continues to be a process, right? I don't think we're ever done, you know, and I'm never certainly going to be done. But what I have learned throughout this really intense transformation is, first of all, I am capable of anything. And that's what I would hope for anybody that's listening right now to really believe you're capable of transforming anything that you want to. And mostly for me and my journey, it's about the inner transformation. The outer transformation is what everybody sees and gives me accolades about. And I'm grateful for that. But ultimately, our bodies change so much throughout our lives because we're aging. (laughs) And I embrace aging because I think it's beautiful because it means you have one more year on this planet. You have one more day that you're living and we're lucky to be alive. So For me, it's been the inner transformation. And it's really a continual process of being honest with myself about how I'm embodying who I really am. That's where I hope we can all just get to this place that we're really happy with who we are and grateful for what we have and also open to all the endless possibilities. To me, that's what living an abundant life is. Fast forward to where I'm at today. It's been an intense, but beautiful transformational five years living out here and going through what I've gone through. And I'm really here to be open and transparent about my story on purpose because A, I'm willing to. B, I think we literally speak things into existence. I really believe that. And what I'm speaking into existence now is for every woman to feel safe enough to be vulnerable to tell her story, just as I am right now. I am holding space for you right now for whatever's coming up for you in your own journey, areas that you feel called to transform, patterns that you want to break, cycles that you want to break. Because I really believe we are here and the way the earth is evolving, it's evolving in front of our eyes, whether we see it or not, right? We are here to break cycles. We're here to break the cycle of scarcity. We're here to break the cycle of not enoughness. And we're here to break the cycle of conformity, really. For me, it's really getting to this place of just freedom, you know, living from a place of inner freedom of, I am safe to be exactly who I am. One thing I will say too, in this whole process is I've had to give myself permission to experience the full range of emotions I have. And a lot of people get caught up in feelings, right? Like this feeling is bringing me down, but I want to unveil something to you, which is 
feelings are temporary, right? Just because you feel sad doesn't mean that you are a sad person. It's not your identity. And the key with healing and going through these kinds of transformations that I've experienced is, well, we have to be very gentle with ourselves first, but we also have to get to a place where we're not identifying with our feelings and our emotions. And that's a very slippery slope because I would take that on where I wouldn't let myself be angry because I would feel I was being not nice, right? Or I wouldn't let myself cry because I would feel like that was going to bring me into the depths of my darkness. And it did, but it really is a temporary process. It doesn't last forever. No feeling or emotion lasts forever. And I hope you can take away that today and really say to yourself, the next time you're feeling an intense emotion, you'll see that they really are temporary. Even like happiness is a temporary state sometimes. Like when we're on those really big highs, there's balance, right? There's balance that has to happen and and we can't stay up there all the time. It's literally impossible for us to put that pressure on ourselves. And that's why I think every day, whether it's rituals you have or daily practices that really lift your vibration, that's how you can try to, I don't want to say manage your emotions, but not let them dictate your entire life and your entire identity. Because I would get stuck sometimes in emotion. Like it could be sadness, it could be anger, it could be almost like blind optimism. I'm very much an optimist. And sometimes I would be like blind to certain things. And so I think it's really important to have obviously incredible compassion for yourself, but also in your own process, to remember that it is your process, that your journey is unique to you and how you navigate your emotions and what they bring up for you is unique to you. And you're allowed to navigate it in whatever way you want. I hope to bring you ways that have helped me in my own journey and in my own transformation. And transformation is something we're going to talk a lot about here because I feel like I'm constantly transforming. Just when I think I've hit this you know milestone where I'm like, oh, this is who I am. Something happens and then I realize, oh wait, that's not who I am. I'm actually this. And it's like, again, just these deeper layers of ourself. Because I think, again, we have to get to a place where we can really see the layers that have been put on us or that we've put on ourselves that aren't true to who we are. They're just not. And that process is ultimately what transformation is about. For me, it was very difficult to admit to myself the layers that I did have on me that I had either taken on from what others thought I should be, or just from, you know, signals within our culture and society, or things that I buried about myself, aspects about myself that I buried because I was afraid to show who I really am. And my commitment every day to myself is to break that cycle. And it's not like it happens overnight. Even me recording this podcast is an inspired action that I'm taking that will kick off deeper layers of healing for me because I'm choosing to be vulnerable. There's so many reasons to not be vulnerable, right? We can always choose that. And again, for me, I feel called to be. It's not like everybody needs to make a podcast and publicly talk about their story, but I feel like I've been guided to do that. And I also feel very called to do it. And I've run from it for a long time. And just to end here, to tell you a little bit more about who I am, especially at this point, I am someone who 
loves to learn, like I already talked about. I have incredible friendships with a lot of different people, but the women in my life that are very, very close, close friends continue to fuel my mission for House of Low because I see their journey. I see their struggle. I see their passions and I want to uplift them. I want House of Low to be a platform for every woman to be able to speak her truth and start living more abundantly. I also am someone that really (laughs) embodies what it means to live an abundant life. I am not afraid to spend money and I'm not afraid to make money. (laughs) And again, abundance is not just about money. It's about the way we choose to live. And I have chosen to live a certain way that really speaks to my soul and makes me happy. And I'm also someone that is very family oriented. You know, I feel very called to create a family, but also I feel like I have this connection with people where I'm continuing to meet almost like my soul family, you know, in addition to my actual family of origin. It's like, there's just so much that I'm here to kind of build this family, I think underneath House of Low. I hope that gives you more of a sense of who I am. And I, again, am just so, so, so grateful that you have taken the time to listen and to even be here. Your time is precious. Your energy is precious. Your attention is precious and it's deeply precious to me. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cannot wait for the next conversation. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to House of Low today. I encourage you to keep going. Who you're becoming is on the horizon and who you are today is a gift. Never lose sight that you are worthy of all that you deeply desire. Love, low.